Dumpster Divas, we are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister Kix. Kix. Hi. You know, today is Beyonce Day. Now, we are recording this not on Beyonce Day, mm-hmm. but those listening to this took time out of Beyonce Day to listen to us. So to, for that, I, I, tip, my I tip my hat. I am. Ha- I'm listening now too, and I'm enjoying myself. I'm feeling funky and free on this Friday. You know who's not listening is the 14 year old who leaked it on Twitter, who's apparently getting sued by um, Parkwood Entertainment. I saw that was going everywhere, and I was like, I'm not even going to attempt. I want Beyonce to do it when Beyonce does it. I feel that she she's yeah. really set on, on a certain day for a reason. Been- Right, we've been living in Beyonce's world. We're on Beyonce's planet, and this is when we need. This is the day we need Beyonce. Exactly. Is Friday, exactly. So let it let it be. Friday, July 29th. We have a great chat with Jay Cornell here coming up in one second. Uh, we dive into all things uh, old VH1 reality, selling Sunset, and Drag Race. We do not talk uh, much Bravo, but Kix and I do have a little Bravo, quick Bravo recap at the end of the podcast. If if you wanna either skip to then or just make it till then. Uh, but I'm sure all of you have uh, dialogue around selling sunset and drag race. And if you don't get is certainly get on the, the drag race team selling sunset, you know, although selling sunset just got an Emmy nom for like best structured reality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, uh, here's our chat with Jake and uh, listen to it and love it. <laughs> back and today joined by Jake Cornell. You can follow him at Jake Cornell on IG and TikTok. He's a comedian, writer, and also the host of Vine Pair's podcast Going Out, where Jake dives into all things bar and restaurant culture here in the city and all over. And if you happen to be in Edinburgh, go check him out with Marsha Belsky at their show Man and Woman that runs through all of August there. And Jake, congrats on that, which is amazing and all things going on with you. Welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Um, I do have to correct really quickly. My handle is Jake W. Cornell. Oh, I I did. I wrote it down and then. And the only reason I'm correcting is because Jake Cornell is presided by a very young boy who many (laughs) of friends follow on accident. And I have like DM him like, this kid's 12. No, I literally wrote Jake W. on my notes and I just, I, I. It's totally fine, but I just, this little boy stopped posting a few years ago, and I think it's because all these adults just started following him, and he was like, why are grown people in New York following me? I'm 12. <laughs> it's, it, I feel truly bad for him. So don't give Jake a follow. Give Jake W a follow. Yeah, Jake can you, W. Can you, can you buy Jake out? <laughs> I'm just like, at this point, we've been, we've been doing Jake W. Cornell for a while. Let's leave mm-hmm. it, you know? What does the W stand for, if you don't mind me asking? Walter. Walter. Yeah. See, I'm that. I'm a William first, so I was hope I was wondering if we're gonna bond with William. No, sadly, no. It's a Walter. Walter. <laughs> it is a Walter. Well, you know. Well, Jake, Edinburgh is huge. How excited are you to be doing that? The show. Tell everyone about the show and about how the whole month is looking. It's gonna be a blast, I'm sure. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I think that it's more like this. I'm leaving in 48 hours. Like literally, I'm going to the airport in less than 48 hours now, and so. <laughs> I'm only just now starting to get like actually excited. Like it's been so much mm-hmm. planning and work and like stuff beforehand and getting like the rest of the summer ready or getting the rest of the stuff done for the summer so that like we can just go. So yeah. it was kind of like today that I was like, oh, like I'm going to Scotland for a month. Like this is awesome. <laughs> so it's I'm getting very, very amazing. excited. Um, we are at the um, 
Assembly George Square venue at 6.15 every day for the entirety of the festival. We have the 17th off and that's it. So if you are happen to be listening and you're in Scotland or will be in Scotland, please come see the show. It's gonna be really, really fun. You know, I've always wanted to go, not just to Scotland, but to the to the festival because I feel like it's just like a bl- blast of, it's just like a, a bizarre little pocket mm-hmm. of our artists and I, I just feel like it'd be a blast. Have you been before? No, I've been to Edinburgh before, but not for the festival. So yeah. that's definitely gonna be very new, but I'm, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, and I will let you know how it is. I've heard it's like kind of crazy. Um, I'm very yeah. glad that I'm not doing it for the first time with a solo show. Like it's with my friend, Marsha Belsky, yeah. who's amazing. Yeah. And so we're super close and we've like, we like have traveled together before and like stayed together before and like shared apartments before. So I think it'll just be like that part I know will be fine. And so it's like that, having that to do her, everything with her is like really great. Good. Yeah, that'll be great. I I feel like it's, it's, it warrants a reality show. Like Uh following, like there's a show there somewhere or like a documentary, like of, of following like four shows on their way, like getting ready. Oh wait, I I feel like it should just be like true life Edinburgh. I'm doing Edinburgh Fringe. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) it. Would be the best version of it. I honestly was thinking more of like a Eurovision, like mockumentary would be hilarious, I think. Oh, damn. That could be huge. That would be hilarious. Yeah, because you know, um, what was the Will Ferrell one? It didn't hit for me. I think it was a flop. The Netflix one? Yeah. I heard, like, I heard, I didn't watch it, but I heard positive reviews from peers, but I never watched it. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a good, it's such a great idea on paper. It really is. Because it's Eurovision, especially here in America, I feel like Eurovision is so foreign Mm -hmm. to us, literally and figuratively. Like, we don't have the, we don't have the same sort of, like, toe tapped into the camp world <laughs> like Such make a that weird work way here. to put it but yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like that's why it wouldn't would land right yeah no campiness doesn't do well in american mainstream as it does in european mainstream by any means sure we saw uh the camp met theme and people in like what army green yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> right um well also the podcast uh yeah I gotta really unpack your thoughts being in New York. The podcast is called Going Out, and like I need some like Jake, like almost like infatuation takes on the like where we should we should be eating, drinking, going out here in the city these days. Whoa. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big advocate of finding somewhere. Like I'm, I'm a big advocate of like going out and trying like new places and not Mm -hmm. necessarily just the places that like everyone on Instagram or TikTok is telling you to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I think that especially on with TikTok restaurants and bars can go so viral that by the Mm -hmm. time you're seeing it, when you go there, TikTok has made it so busy that it's probably not even the same experience or like bar that you saw in that video because like the nature of how busy it now is has changed it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I think that like just being a willing to go try new places out, like especially in your own neighborhood, like go see, like we all probably, unless you've just moved here, you already probably have like a few places that you know are like solid and like save those for like when your mom's in town and you want to make sure that like you're doing something that like, you know what you're getting into, but like otherwise be like, and like, don't be afraid to hop. You know what I mean? The beauty of New York is that you can kind of walk around. So it's like, go check out a bar. If it's not the vibe after one drink bounce, you know what I mean? And so I think that finding places and talk to your, this, I always am hesitant to give this advice, but it's like, <laughs> I think that like, I'm like, talk to your bartenders and talk to your servers, like make friends with them. But I, the reason I'm hesitant to say that is because I was a bartender for 10 years and like 
there sometimes people are like really trying to make friends with you and I'm like I'm actually mm-hmm. so busy or like I actually don't have like the emotional capacity to talk to you right now and <laughs> right. like I don't want to tell people that because not everyone has the ability to like kind of read, read a room read yeah. that interaction and be like okay this it, not this bartender but yeah. if your bartender or server seems chatty or like wanting to chat or down to chat <sighs> chat because having a place that you have a personal connection to is what makes places so special. Like the restaurants and bars that are my absolute favorite, the food and drinks are really, really fucking good. But the the thing that scores a thousand points over that is like when I walk in, they know my name and they seem genuinely excited to see me. And like, I'm excited to see them. And it's a really fun interaction. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like there needs to be a shirt that is like, not this bartender. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this is not the day that you should be engaging and with And having me. a bad day bartending shirts. Yeah, that would be a <laughs> yeah. good, I think that right. would be like, yeah. I'm happy to make your drink, but nothing else. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I would I would lose my mind in the service industry for that long. Like, you, you said you worked in service, you were a bartender for 10 years? I was, yeah. Oh my God. I don't know how you do it. It was, I, it was a good run. I was ready for it to be over when it, when it ended, but um, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. For, I think I loved it more than I hated it overall. When we, when we look back on the 10 years, I think there was more love than there was hate. That's oh, good. That's good. Yeah. I know. I feel like kids, like, we're, I feel like we need like a revamp on our restaurants. Yeah. We had, we have a place still, we have a place on the Upper West Side that. Um, Are you two Manhattan girls? Um, I'm a, I'm in Astoria previously. recently. Previously. I, I, we both previously Manhattan girls. I'm now newly in Astoria. Okay, um, cool. So exploring the food here, which has been great. Like there's so many cool restaurants right like where I live. Yeah. So it's been fun trying new stuff, but totally. Sometimes trying new stuff all the time is kind of like daunting, but well, sometimes you don't really there's know nothing wrong with just being like, I want to go to the place where I know exactly what I want and exactly what I'm going to get. And there's like absolutely right. nothing wrong with that. Um, but what's the place on the Upper West Side? Ease. Well, it's it's trashy, but it's ease. It's just the bar next to Jacob's Pickles. Like, oh, I actually has... used to love that bar because I used to okay. live up there. So, okay, so they have the best burger and fries on the Upper West Side. It is because it's not fancy. Like, like yeah. it's like a good. Like you know, sometimes when you go and get a burger and it's like the patty is thick and it's like loaded with all this stuff. And sometimes you want like you don't want to go to McDonald's, but you want like a nicer version of like a potato bun, thin smash burger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hundred percent. Sure. And their fries, I li- I say it is the best fry on the Upper West Side, maybe in Manhattan. It's so good. They, it has, like- they just have such great bar food. We are, had a friend that worked there for many years, so we like know the like bartender that's still there. It's now, yeah. like yeah. eight years, and it's just we love to like literally just sit there all day. <laughs> nice. No, I totally respect that, and I love that. Eases, I did like that bar a lot. I had a few first dates yeah. there. That was a date spot. For it's me a good. It's I, a good. I've good, done many a dates there it's because a good it's, date it's bar. a good like sports bar, but not sports bar. Like there could be sports, but you could also play games. But it's also like it could be gay. It could be yeah. It's that things. sweet spot of like a bar that like has kind of every vibe that you need except yeah. for maybe like luxury or fancy but you don't yeah. need that and not in yeah. most instances so it's a great i like yeah that's a good a, a nicer like a nice restaurant that i like to go to is like meme in the or mimi i never know how to say it i'm in the west village it's mediterranean but they make the best martinis wait where in the west village is that it's uh what are the cross streets they also have a location in hell's kitchen let me let me look it up real quick um there, it, so it's like blue cute. awning. It's uh, it's right by um wait, it's on it's on Hudson. Yeah, it's on Hudson uh, and Bank Street. Okay. I worked it's in like the West right, Vi- 
I worked in the West, the West Village for like four years, but I never, I would very rarely go farther West than where I worked. So like Hudson is a little, um, yeah, Hudson is like it ventures past West Village almost some of those places. I did go to Anton's the other day, which is like a new restaurant where Frank, yes. where Frankie's used to be, and it was remarkable. It was like really fucking good. I, someone told me to check that place out recently. Uh, for me, I just need a really good like vodka martini with a twist. I'm gin with a twist, but I really I'll, I respect the vodka. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tom, you know I can't. Tom, do the way you said that was so annoying. <laughs> I get it. I understand it's annoying. I, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be like. <laughs> fun on that order but <laughs> if it's like that or wine for me these days so <laughs> respect that well jake we are not here to talk about restaurants but here to talk about reality <laughs> television so we got to get to get to that um so we like to start with our guests just kind of ask about their journey with reality tv and what what reality television kind of brought you into the genre and we say what reality tv made you a dumpster diva <laughs> made you love trash things and on top of that was there like a certain like star that made you like fall in love more yeah so i think like where i really was like oh i fucking watch reality tv hard was literally every single program on vh1 in like the like what is that like oh probably oh four to like oh mm-hmm. nine, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, and not course, just yes, we... like there was. So it was like celebrity, which was like uh, which was like the flavor of love, rock of love, charm school, New York goes to work, New York does Hollywood. So Meg, good. <laughs> I didn't really dabble the offshoots of. So the only part of celebrity that I never really, and I would and I did watch a lot of the surreal life, but the only part of reality celebrity that I didn't touch as much was, um, I didn't really watch the spinoffs of rock of love mm-hmm. and i didn't watch megan wants a millionaire which was what ultimately mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys know the story but ultimately what caused Uplo- celebrity yeah, or no uh-huh. i love money three is the i love money three megan wants a millionaire then, but- and i love money three killed celebrity but it wasn't yeah. just celebrity it was also i was obsessed with which i don't even i guess these aren't reality shows but like the um the I love those of like the 80s, 90s, 70s. Yes. yes. And, and then the other one that I was obsessed with was the fabulous life of. Oh, so, good. With, so good. Um, what Where is that guy? man? Robin. It's Robin something, right? And all I can think is Robin Thicke, but that's not it. That's not that it. I almost it. said Thicke too. <laughs> it's something like that. Someone Google it, but it's, um, but his, but that guy, he, he had the voice and talked like this and he would we like. Just, it, we just I, don't yeah. get there. Like. We don't get that quite as much as we used to. Well, and I you think- can't anymore because it was like no. Bush era celebration right. of capitalism. Like it was truly like right. a show. It's actually, I think about it all the time now because of like discourse online about like criticizing like the mega rich and hyper capitalism. And I'm like, I'm like, Gen Z has no idea. Like I would watch shows that were blindly celebrating that like, I remember like one of the big ones was like, there was like a thing that David Beckham bought Posh, like a $10 million diamond encrusted vibrator, which is like, what? And like, <laughs> But it was just like the show was just truly celebrating that they had like viciously disposable income, mm-hmm. and we were like mm-hmm. in the recession. Do you know what I mean? It was like really crazy. <laughs> you're you're right. We were, and like Missy Elliott has a has a car, has a it's TV a coming out of her Lamborghini bed. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. All was, of those. Oh were, yeah, cribs too. Cribs. Yeah, was cribs. So I guess good. that's I guess that's in TV, but oddly, I remember recently, Tom. I can't remember if it was a party at your old apartment, but we went back and like watched, um, tried to find some old cribs because like Mariah Carey's cribs is fucking iconic missy elliott's yeah. cribs is iconic those but you yes, know that cribs like, was like have you heard the, like all the crazy stories about how like most of the cribs were like fake 
Mm-hmm. I have. So Cribs yeah. was like mostly fake, and the most insane one is I can't remember who the guy who did it is. Something about it wants me to say it was like one of the Backstreet Boys or something. One of the guys on Cribs, Cribs, like Airbnb Jane Seymour's house, and then filmed an episode of Cribs in it, and then it came out, and Jane Seymour was like, "What the fuck? Like that's my house." <laughs> like it, like that's upset. genius. Yeah. Oh my god! With also the narrator for the fabulous life is Christopher Flockton. I would never come up with that name. That's not who I'm thinking of. What am I? I okay, it doesn't matter. That says it's him from 2003 to 2013. He's the guy that t- he's like kind of Australian, oh. British, and American. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. I actually like do like if those shows were like somewhere to stream, I would 200 percent watch them. Yeah, like I found them so, so soothing. Like just in like in my living room, on like in the summers and on the weekends, like watching that show just during it was like prime i would watch because it was like i grew up in vermont and have a lot to do a lot of the time because i was like in the woods and so i would just watch the daytime programming of vh1 which was like i would get up charmed would be on tnt from 9 to 11 (laughs) (laughs) two episodes of charmed and then it was i would go from tnt to vh1 and watch daytime vh1 literally all day it would be reruns it would be like top model marathons. It would be celeb yep. reality marathons. Like that was my, oh, top model two is early reality TV for me. Of course. Hardcore. I feel like it's it's here forever. I mean, I, I that's like almost baseline. That's almost just like yeah. who didn't. It's like, right. Celeb- celeb- right. it feels like more specific, but like I was obviously watching like every single cycle of top. I think I watched all the, I think I watched the first 11 or 10 cycles of top model. Right. Like I feel like if you go up to a, a person in their late, 20s mid 30s and just says nick was robbed nicole should never have won cycle four of america's next <laughs> model they automatically like hop on and like know what you're talking about or you're like eva's eva's uh tarantula photo you know what i'm talking about they're like 100%. absolutely like, 100%. You know, like they're, yeah. they're there yeah um yeah well you know we've said before i i don't know why it's been so long since the whole Megan Isle of Money 3 scandal happened and i don't know why we have not had any sort of like true crime like podcast or series or something just telling that story because the story itself is bananas i, I think mean, that i think that viacom probably is like absolutely not like yeah. i think viacom probably just has that shit in like a titanium lockbox wait will you y'all give the listeners just a brief rundown sure do you want me to do it <laughs> yeah jake go ahead okay and <laughs> Jump, please jump in, Tom, if I, I, I if I miss anything or fuck anything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was a man whose name I'm not going to remember who was on. So oh, Megan, okay. Megan, what's a bucket was on <laughs> Rock of Love and she was like the runner up. Yeah. And then they gave her a spinoff called Megan Wants a Millionaire. After I think she was on I Love Money 2 or I Love Money 1. She was on one of the I Love Monies and then from that was given... Um, was given her own spinoff, Megan Wants a Millionaire. And for context, I Love Money was sort of like the all-stars of celeb reality. So it would yes. be people from all the other celeb reality franchises competing for just like a cash prize. Because most of the other celeb reality shows were not for money. Like like Surreal Life and all the, Surreal Life was just like you're on TV like to boost your fame again. And then mm. the, all the other ones were like love premises, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, those were all, and Char- oh, Charm School won money, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, Megan gets her own show, Megan Wants a Millionaire. There's a guy who goes fairly far in the competition, but does not win. Ryan Jenkins. Ryan Jenkins, thank you. <laughs> who, I mean, this story is honestly so fucked up, but basically it's he, crazy. Gets, he gets eliminated, kind of has like a mental breakdown, yep. ends up dating a woman who like looks a lot like Megan, mm-hmm. and then 
did he kill her before or after he went on the show? So after. the show after, after because so he, the show filmed the whole season. Right. So and he went on I Love Money three, and they say the rumor is he won. The yes, rumor is that we, he won, and then when he got home before the show aired, he got this girlfriend who looked a lot like Megan, whether that was intentional or not, and he brutally murdered her, yeah. and then killed himself. Mm, I, yeah, I think it was a murder suit. <laughs> yeah, and so then. They never aired I Love Money 3 because they were like, we can't air this. This man killed someone and killed himself. So, and then that was the end of all celebrity. They canceled the entire slate. No more celebrity shows were ever made. Right. Um, But, and no, I can't, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I Love Money 3 began airing and halted and just never finished. Or was it never aired at all? If it was, it was like two episodes. Cause again, I was, I didn't really watch I Love Money. It wasn't like, cause also not to like, this is not me trying to sound like, this is not me trying to sound like holier than thou or like try to sound (laughs) self-righteous. But like, I was really young when, I'm assuming we all were, I'm assuming we're all similar ages. Yes, yes. So like when like the first, cause like the first thing was Surreal Life. They brought, they had the Surreal Life. And I watched that when I was definitely way too young to be watching the Surreal Life. All of this shit, we were watching far too young. Way too young. I was watching this surreal life and then there was this season that had Brigitte Nielsen and Flava Flav, which is mm-hmm. what bore Strange Love, which mm-hmm. then bore I like don't even like when I'm telling you guys, I don't even know that I consciously have this information. <laughs> I know, but I'm with you. Coming out. It's like it's so coming out of you, you like water. Yeah. Like it's so, literally it's, it's just like flowing. But it's yeah, like it so is. then it was like that bore Strange Love, which was a reality show about um their love about their, their, was, their, them which like was being quite love, strange which, which was, was quite strange because <laughs> they were each i mean like this and this is like the thing because like this is what i didn't understand i just thought they were two weirdos because i was too young to know like what valium was do you know what i mean like sure. i didn't understand uh-huh. that they were like so fucked up like i yeah, genuinely same. and i genuinely mean that like i just thought like some adults are weird i did not understand what substance abuse was like i knew like <laughs> i knew about like getting drunk but i did uh-huh. not i didn't know anything about any of that and they didn't show it do you know what i mean right Mm-mm. It's the same with like it was the same with like I didn't really watch this, but like I remember the Osbournes watching it once and my and saying to my mom like why is Ozzy doing any of, like why is he like this and she had to be like drugs like I was like oh. right you know what I mean like you know I think for me though he was like the first person I saw and was like drugs like that I no, got that yeah connection. for me even still Ozzy. I'll tell you now as like someone who's like a grown adult in 2022 I'm still I'll be like that person's bizarre and someone will be like they're on coke and I'll be like oh like I <laughs> yeah, don't I'm like the same way. I don't Truly like jump to substance abuse like often uh-huh. like you have to be really fucked up for me to clock it but why was I talking about oh this is all to say <laughs> towards the end like when I was like 16 17 like finishing out high school I was starting to realize I was like oh this is exploitative like this tv like the I suddenly like my morals started to like conflict with celebrity mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know that I feel great about watching these shows anymore and I yeah. did slowly start to like pivot away I also think I was just like I, I think once I got my license I was a little bit more like out of the house so I was watching tv all weekend but right that was kind of where we were at when the I love money three saga went down <laughs> It's so different. It was so different than like with celebrity reality and whether it's like game shows, quote unquote, or like just life shows. I mean, they were much they were so unfiltered that it was oftentimes like I'm watching too much. Well, like, there was also is- no code of ethics. Like there was no code None. of ethics of what, what was put on television back then. Like mm-hmm. and it's I mean, it's fucking crazy. The shit that we watched. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah. And we, so we rewatched Flavor of Love season one for our Patreon. 
and um, amazing. I highly encourage going back because it's some of it is better. Some of it is just better than you ever remember to be. Like even just the little moments. Yeah. And then you kind of like have moments of clarity about just like how the story goes and everything. And one big takeaway I had in Kicks makes fun of me, makes fun of me for this, but Flav somehow comes across as this like when you watch it back, not creepy as much as he's like this like genuine <laughs> man who just like is really trying to fall in love and someone told him that this is how it's gonna happen and he's all in like he's not i don't think he gets the like a to yeah. z of like how this can be pro profitable for him like i think he names people nicknames when they come into his home i think these are things that it really does. feels like he like it doesn't feel he does i don't like i mean granted i haven't i haven't watched like a full episode of it i go i've like definitely seen clips in recent years but i haven't watched mm -hmm. gone back and watched like a full episode in probably over a decade and i don't but i don't have memories of like him being bad i also have a friend who's in a band like my friend i have a friend who was in a band that had him in a music video and he had nothing but positive things to say about working with them so i was like god bless like i guess like i'm cool with Flav. do you know what i mean you guys all <laughs> i mean i'm cool with you guys also know, know this story about new york like i think this is like absolutely incredible which Wh one which There's one what story the fact that like no one knows how she got on the show like no. production oh. No one in casting for Flavor of Love knows how, like she was not brought in by casting. She showed up and was like, I want to be on the show. Like no one knows how she found out about casting. No one knows who told her. No one, like no one producer can be like, I found New York. She brought, she was like, I have heard you were making a show. Like somehow she heard through the grapevine, figured like track down where the audition, like not even auditions. I don't think they like did, I don't, I remember just reading about this, like New York from the jump has been like her own best producer. I just think she's an incredible yeah, reality star as we all know. Um, right. and that started with her literally putting herself on the show. I feel like her. sister. I feel like sister Patterson was like, "You got to just get down there and get like her mom." Oh, like, sister I, Patterson like, was definitely involved. Was involved. She <laughs> yeah. had to be involved. I highly doubt she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I've never heard That's that amazing. before. It also makes a lot of sense just because she like just how iconic she is. I think she probably was like, "I'm the shit." And I'm going to show everybody that I am the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and those are actually some of the best, some of the best reality TV that, that came out of celeb reality was the New York spinoffs. Like New York oh, goes yeah. to work was amazing. Cause like that also to me, I remember like thinking like that's not as exploitative because she is in control of her own narrative and making money mm -hmm. doing these shows. And it isn't like, let's put these people on TV and sort of like put them in like psychological pressure cookers. Like she was just like, Right. There's an episode of New York Goes to Work where the job she has to do for the episode, for anyone who's listening, the premise of the episode was that New York had to like do a different job every day. And I think if she got to the end of the workday without quitting, she like was given a sum of money. <laughs> one of the episodes, her job was ghost hunting. And it is absolutely, it's like okay. literally, it's literally like incredible. There's like a part at the beginning where they give her, it's like, cause it's like some fucking like ragtag ghost hunting business in like, rural Tennessee where they're like mm -hmm. everyone has like a day job and they all just like have started this business at night to like hunt ghosts and they're <laughs> they're like <laughs> I just remember like I just remember there's this one scene where they <laughs> they like give her they're like it's one of those like EMF readers that like reads yeah. like electromagnetic magnetic fields like around mm -hmm. and it's clear that like this company does not have a lot of money like their <laughs> office is like a storage unit and they're like okay so she's in like the second New York finds out that she is doing ghost hunting for this episode, she is in a full blown panic attack the entire episode. Like the entire <laughs> panic attack. 
they hand her they're like okay new york please be really careful this is the most expensive piece of equipment we have like i need you to be so careful with this and i swear to god guys they give it to her she puts it in her hand and instantaneously goes i feel spirit and drops it (laughs) and it breaks on the floor it's incredible like it's just incredible she's so funny she's a i mean i feel spirit and she just drops it Wow. She didn't even do her best work on the re- like her best work is on Celebrity Big Brother UK like that's really yeah, her, best. her best work is there. Um, Gemma's a fucking cunt. Yeah, she's a cunt um, with old maiden shoes. Someone lied to with her old several times, shoes. and David's dead. I mean, it's just there's and nothing better. David, yeah. oh my god, it's so good, and I get frustrated because I'm like, I wish that we had had. I, I'm happy it was over there because I know Celeb UK and is so much better than what we've done here at the celeb BB. But um, I just wish we had it on our screens here and could have been watching that like in real time. Cause like mm-hmm. I came to that so much later than when it happened. Yeah. I, mean, I experiencing know. it live would have been really unbelievable, yeah. but I'm really? thankful to have it in any capacity to be honest. Of course. I feel like the reason like VH1 doesn't stream all of their stuff right now is because 80% of it is so problematic. Oh, a hundred percent. If they open the floodgates of like, even Flavor of Love, like the first season, like when we rewatch it, there's moments you're like, oh my fucking God, no, 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 no. Like they can't read, like publish that information and be like, see, we were horrible people. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just. The biggest thing, the biggest thing we like saw that would just really sucked is like that era was so easy with using things that like brought down trans people like it was just like fun colloquialisms of the time i'm using quotes here like that people just thought were funny and it's like that's not funny and like especially going back and rewatching, you're like this is bad like we should not be speaking about like these people this way like this is not respecting them in any way and they they think they're being fun funny quippy and it's it's bad yeah it's tough and that's and that's like so much of the culture at that time yeah. like that was such like a a cheap joke that like a lot of people made that just does not work well at all when you watch it back yeah you know yeah. but they have a lot of it up there still though yeah all of, yeah. Love, of love is there all of rock of love is there i think uh all of i love new york is there on hulu it's the niche things that i want yeah i, know. I love money is what we really want yeah yeah one but, day someone, but, I think one day Viacom is going to get sleepy and someone's going to get the tapes of I Love Money 3. Unless they've been fully destroyed. Yeah. Which, but I feel like they have to be there somewhere. Um, it's like going to be a whistleblower series like in 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't be I, watching. That's a little, that's like a hair too fucked up for me to watch, but um, happy for the people who do. Tell me about it watch it. Well, what are you watching these days? What's what's on what's on your television lineup? So I, my reality lineup is a little streamlined now, just because I don't have a ton of time to watch a ton of TV. So um, my reality shows are Selling Sunset, Selling Tampa, RuPaul's Drag Race. I think those are my three. I don't think I have right. anything else right now on the roster. Now, where are you at? I, I want a power ranking of the ladies of Selling Sunset that you can get uh, of the names that you remember. Like who, who's that? You remember every single remember. person's name? Are you joking? I know, but now, but now there's like there's like ten now, yeah. so I'm like forgetting the ones. The like nope, exterior I literally remember characters. all of them. Um, <laughs> okay. So I just don't think you can really rank. Like, it's I've been asked this question before because like I talk uh-huh. about selling sunset a lot, and the yeah. issue is like. 
Chriselle is the protagonist of the show, right? Mm -hmm. And like her plot lines are engaging, mm -hmm. but without anyone else on the show, it would be too boring to watch. So mm -hmm. ranking her top sound feels wrong, but like mm -hmm. ranking her low is also incorrect because I do think she brings a connect, like I do think you as an audience member connect to her in a lot of ways. And like, mm -hmm. I think that her plot lines, here's what I'll say. Season four is the worst season of Selling Sunset without question. And that's an objective fact. I won't hear other opinions. <laughs> I agree. And the reason for that is that the only plot line is the whole office versus Christine. And that is not sustainable at all for a litany of reasons. Every other season, season seasons one, two, three, and five, all have a Chriselle plot line at their core. Mm -hmm. So like season five is her and Jason. Season three is her and her divorce. Season one is kind of her like, being the cipher through which you enter the office. Mm -hmm. Season two is probably something I just can't remember right now, but maybe, but like my, she does bring something very, very important to the show, which is like a connection and a through line that is like, that allows everyone else to be kind of like a zany kooky character at times, right? So then it's like, mm -hmm. I think there's that. I think Christine in seasons one through three is like one of the greatest, if not the greatest reality show villain like we've ever had. Mm -hmm. I always say like, she just was able in those seasons to do the most fucking psychotic thing, blow everything up, and then show up the next day with a frappuccino and an apology. Like she was just like ready to like say she I'm was sorry. So, she's so likable. So likable. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, and like at this point, because like, it's like at this point we're watching reality TV that is like we are fully conceding like this is produced. This is yeah. not 100% authentic. Like mm -hmm. they are aware of what they are doing as as reality show performers and like the producers are aware of what they're doing. So I'm like, when I'm watching it, I'm like in awe of Christine's work. I'm like, she is unbelievable at this skill of doing reality TV. Like, I truly felt that. The problem is in, when they hinge in season four, the entire show on that, it it's like giving a fire too much oxygen and it like goes out. Isn't that mm. the thing? I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, they can't, it's like, you can't, there has to be other stuff going on. So then it kind of stifled her. And then in season five, I think it's like, she's still recovering from like the fact that she had to spend so many lies and dig herself so deep that I think we're still kind of digging out of that. Mm. And so there's that but i do think christine is like what made i don't think selling sunset would ever have been what it is without christine i think she is like so vital to it heather has really come into her own over the seasons i think like before i was kind of like take her or leave her and season five some of her scenes i was like okay i really fuck with her yeah i love heather yeah i think i i think her blow up with christine in this past season was so fun oh and yeah and like when christine gets in she was like do not do this do that like she's really like yeah. like like um what is the word i'm trying to think litigious with her i really love uh -huh. it um maya so the thing is okay so Davina, let's talk about davina yeah, davina please. to me what i say about davina is i think davina is the is vital 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 seasoning she is like the salt that makes everything <laughs> you can't like she can't be the primary flavor like she can't be you can't like over salt a dish or it gets like too intense but like when you put a little Davina in there like just like she gets like three lines in a scene or they cut to her for a reaction shot to something it's like no one can do what she's doing because like she's a unicorn like I don't yeah. she's one of the few people like I don't fully know what Davina's thinking like at any no, given no, moment no, and like I, and, I, and I adore constantly. her for it like I'm like and protects her I'm like does she know that this is a like reality show I don't or think she does. It's fake, like, like no. it's there's something that there's it's not connecting for her, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. I 
I don't even know. Yeah. I don't care for her, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> so it's pretty intense. Like, she's pretty intense, and I love her for that. Maya is, like, the ultimate comedic seasoning. Like, I love, like, <laughs> Maya's just the heart of the show. She's never done anything wrong. When she said the silence of the lamb, that was the funniest thing that anyone's ever done ever. That was the funniest thing anyone's ever said. Um, Amanza is wonderful. Like, mm -hmm. it's especially, like, it's just so funny that after, like, six episodes, they were like, stop selling houses. We're not going to do that. You're not selling houses. <laughs> like, she just, like, doesn't sell houses. Never. And I just think that's so funny. I really love Amanza. Because the thing is, Amanza is genuinely funny. Amanza, mm -hmm. like, Amanza has one-liners that are, like, zingers. Like, she's really funny. And she does know it's a show, but she's also really fucking real. Like, I do believe, like, we are pretty much seeing the authentic Amanza. Mm -hmm. I agree. And she's a good person too, which I like. You can tell that she's like a genuinely like good hundred percent, a hundred percent. Similarly, not as funny, but like Mary seems like fine and fun. Uh -huh. Um, her fight with um Chelsea, not Chelsea, Christine at the end of season four. Yeah, worst makeup of the entire show. Her jawline of foundation is <laughs> yes, the craziest yes. shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, yes. Mary, but Mary is like fine. I didn't love her plotline this season where she like bought a house without asking Romaine, that felt very fake and forced to me. I was like, I don't believe that this is how this is happening. And I, I kind of, I found it a little annoying, but otherwise I enjoy, I enjoy Mary because like she does, she feels like those awkward girls at a, like, she feels like how some awkward people do handle drama where they'll just mm -hmm. like freak out in this way. That's like not totally right, but like is very fun to watch. So I think she's enjoyable. Um, Vanessa. Well, Sorry. I was gonna say with oh, you're fine. My only thing with her though, where I t I did turn on her in that fight though, because I feel like it was a little bit of a like Jill versus Bethany season three Roni situation where like mm. someone thought they could like take down the like Queen Bee when they really couldn't. Yeah. Because I think that I think that she really thought this was this was the moment that this girl that used because they were like genuinely used, friends yeah, pre show. Like yeah. And like she was like, this is the moment where we can take her down. And it just kind of made her look wild and then very put, it made her look very put on for the, for the show. And I think in reality, her, her intention was to be like, Christine, you're such a fake monster. And so like, it's the genius. The thing is, it's land. the genius of Christine's game because the thing that Christine can do at any given point is claim like at any given point, if Christine is backed into a corner, she can be like, you're just being fake for the show and no one can fully <laughs> deny her because to an extent everyone is yes and like exactly. when she plays that card it's this trump card that like again in season four when she has to keep playing it it like deflates the show but when she uses it expertly like in that fight it's so good do you know what i mean i completely agree okay so then I, who do we have left vanessa oh, we wait, gotta sorry. talk about emma wait we're gonna get to we're gonna get to emma don't not, <laughs> okay. don't you worry you yeah. wanted me to rank them and there's a reason she hasn't we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> yeah okay all the love in the world for Vanessa. I don't think we need her on the show anymore. I think that they <laughs> wanted her. I think it is very clear that literally Chelsea is like the reattempt at what they were hoping Vanessa was going to bring to the show. Like, mm. I think Vanessa was literally too anti-confrontational and was like, what if we actually attempted to like effectively communicate across parties? And they were like, that's not how the show works, babe. And I think she just got like <laughs> subsumed. They gave her a boyfriend for, she found a boyfriend for season two and leased a house, like iconic, I'm obsessed. Um, truly obsessed that like her Honestly, I honestly forgot about her. Yeah, no, that's the, thing. that's the thing. It's, well, it's because sad. you said season two, because I haven't watched season like four or five. I know the I know the plot and the players, of course. Oh, but okay. like, I was like, oh, she must be in season four and five. But you just said two, and it shook me. No, 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 no. She's sorry. No, in her second season, five. she's only four or five. 
amazing. Her, I was like, like, Who the no, fuck you've is never this? seen her before. You've never seen okay. her before. And you will you would remember because she is like a very key part of season four. You would not yeah. remember her from five. She oh, I also think she got COVID during season five, so she's actually literally barely in it. <laughs> then we have then we have Chelsea, who I actually should have ranked higher. I actually really like Chelsea mm-hmm. because I think Chelsea, her accent is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't want to speculate about like where she's from or who she is. Like, is she I don't the Pop Tart girl? Yes. Pop Tart? She's she says Pop Tarts, right? Wait, what are you saying, Kix? Impen- oh, empanadas. No, 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 no. That's Emma. Emma once again, we have Emma, not mentioned Emma. her yet. For Wait, okay. Sure <laughs> no, no. Chelsea. Chelsea is uh, a Brit. Yeah. I believe. Okay. Wait. I have to show you guys something. This is a, a discovery I made. This is like my ultimate. This is like my ultimate discovery that I made while watching the show. So Chelsea, you don't know Chelsea yet, um, because she's season four and f- or she's season five only. That she's like the newest cast ad. I'm looking up pictures while we're talking. So. So she is. Kicks. Kicks. You would love her. She's, she's she's great. Everything. She's like really, really eccentric. She's from England, but this is my favorite thing that's ever happened, which is that she wait, where are these photos? She's okay. gorgeous. She's absolutely gorgeous. So mm-hmm. she in one episode, they kind of like the episode where they like go into her house and you see her family and they're talking about her mother. Like she talks this like her plot line is like she has like three kids, two or three kids, and she's kind of mm-hmm. like trying to balance being a mother and also like starting back up her career as like a real estate Mm -hmm. agent because she took two years off to like have her kids and she starts talking about her mother she was like i was raised by i believe like a night she was like by a nigerian immigrant who worked her way up in the american business industry and they cut to this photo do we see this that has this like hazy filter on it of like we're Mm -hmm. looking at the past like this is a photo because this is a woman holding a baby as you might be able to see I'm watching this with my boyfriend like 10 minutes later I'm like looking at Chelsea's Instagram because it's also like what right when the season drops we're in the sweet spot where like Chelsea has like very few Instagram followers and no blue check yet and like probably Mm -hmm. hasn't fully combed her Instagram yet Mm -hmm. and I go whoa look at this photo of Chelsea from 2019 before she had plastic (laughs) surgery and Nate goes isn't that the photo they showed of her mom oh my God. They just put a filter on a photo of Chelsea before she got her lips done and then like kind of played that off like it was her mom. (laughs) What? (laughs) Which means Chelsea's mom is a fucking icon because her mom was like, do not put me on that show. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I adore Chelsea. Wait, I'm looking at IMDb while we're talking about, I'm looking at IMDb while we're talking about people so I can stay with it. And the people's IMDb picture is something fucking hilarious well, right, they're all well they're all la people so i'm sure they've been in a movie oh, before oh no 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 mary's is a, a brick wall with a oh, knee in may- it <laughs> maybe she's the only one um heather's TV. is a house <laughs> oh my god there we go that's so <laughs> funny um they all like but they've all been trying like i just love them all but so chelsea is really great for the show i think she brings a lot of that bat shit like christine like confrontation the way she had when the way she came for Davina at that lunch was so wild and like I did love Davina just like removing herself from the situation and then we come to Emma uh-huh. and I just here's the thing I'm like here's what I'll just say about it is like I'm from New England I'm originally from Rhode Island we moved to Vermont I drew I drove back and forth to Vermont and through Massachusetts all the time I have a lot of family in Mass she, Emma's like a Boston girl and I'm like yeah. I know this kind of girl and I just like I don't trust it. Like, I also just think she was very clearly to be, she was clearly brought in to be like the foil to Christine. And I just love Christine. I'm, I have like no ill will against this Emma girl. Like she seems fine. The empanada shit is fully crazy. <laughs> just they bring on, like the way they bring on 
Also, like, I was obsessed. Like, when she came on the show, she was talking about how, like, she had, like, a multi-million dollar empanada business. I looked it up, like, when the season aired, the empanadas had 800 followers on Instagram. Like, you're not making a million dollars. Like, <laughs> no. Also, like, the audacity to bring on, like, a Mexican-American woman and Emma, and then Emma's the one that makes empanadas, and she's like, you make cheeseburger empanadas. And Vanessa's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. That are, like, like $18 like, an empanada. Like... Yeah. So... That was that. I don't, I genuinely don't believe the, I think Emma is lying about, I don't think it's like Emma's idea, but I think the show is lying about, so this is a spoiler alert if you haven't watched season five, is that okay? It's totally fine. The big, it came like, out two years ago at this point. The so. big, like, <laughs> the big, huge, like, drop at the end of season five is that Emma claims and claims to have proof that a client of hers was approached by Christine and offered $5,000 to drop Emma as his realtor and hire and hire someone else and it's like literally like that is and like I love Christine because she said exactly what everyone was just saying which was like five thousand dollars is not enough money nothing like these people <laughs> are buying like weird these people are buying like four million dollar homes you're gonna <laughs> yeah. offer them five grand like Christine's married to a billionaire like what are yeah, we talking about like I just like don't believe that plot line for a literal second um and I think agree. that's the whole cast did i miss anyone you missed but the twins I, but we don't need to talk about them i would say emma is, oh i wasn't even thinking they don't count they don't count they don't count. i'm talking no, about I the women i agree they yeah. don't count yeah but emma is like in the group like when i looked up her picture she's no like, emma's in the group emma's she's in like the, group. the girl she's like in the girls group <laughs> you say that with such disgust you're like emma's in the group emma's in the group i just like was really hoping that there was gonna be because like the thing about emma is like she is just the girl who like I get the vibe. Like, she's just like a yes girl to her. I just think that Emma very clearly got on the show and was mm -hmm. like, Chriselle's not going anywhere. She's the star of the show. She's my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I don't right. like fully buy it. Um, I'm right. literally yeah, terrified absolutely. they're going to listen to this and get mad at me. Like, that's how it's no, insane to watch the show that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, the sunset girls are going to get mad at me. Um, no, I'll I, never find this. I Although do. I will say something funny, like Christine, love her. The woman has, I don't know if it's a team or if it's her, they have a Google alert. I don't if if there's Google no, alerts. No, she's already she's getting five Google steps ahead of conversation. It. She has yes. them no, already. I, it's absolutely. Crazy. I've I, the the first meme I ever made when we like started this podcast and put it on our like podcast account was about like her and mm -hmm. this like dress, and <laughs> we had, like no followers. Like no one had seen this photo. I posted it not ten minutes later. She was on the photo, being like. Thank you so much for the tag. I love this. Ha ha ha. Sharing. Like what? I'm I'm like, obsessed. I love her. I really she, like do. I I believe her. I she's like a person I believe that has like a team. Like like often in housewives and stuff, they're like, oh my social media manager posted that, and it's like, Mama, you don't have one. But I believe that she has a team. She has ex so much like expendable cash. She's like sure. Go, Wait, can I ask one? I'm, I'm assuming we want to move on to the other shows, but I just have one question about your thoughts on Selling Sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys, do you think, and I've talked about this with other people, and I think and it's a very divisive question, and maybe right. you've never even thought about it because I don't know if you're, okay. like, you're like this. <laughs> I'm excited. Do you think, yes or no, Chanel pays for how much they wear Chanel on the show? No. No, I absolutely don't. Do okay. you? It's, I've never seen one designer featured so prominently on a reality show in my life. Like when you yeah, start but... to notice, it's literally like they are all wearing Chanel all the time and not just like the Chanel suits, like Chanel everything and like Chanel, specifically like Chanel label. Like I'm like, it's constant no, Chanel. But I, I will think say... that is Beverly Hills because in 
on Bravo, like in in Housewives of Beverly Hills, and and it's it started on Housewives of Beverly Hills, and it's like spread across the Housewives franchises. Chanel is everywhere; like all of them are wearing like Chanel. The sh- okay. ugly Chanel sweater vests that have like a rip off Velcro that says Chanel, and like Chanel earrings, and I okay, think so maybe them just... on the show. I think it's I okay. think it's like something that like has kind of I, I I don't know if it's a California thing, if it's a Beverly Hills thing, but it's just something that a lot of people are wearing okay. that want to show wealth. That's okay. kind of my thought, but I could be wrong. They could be. What do you think, Hicks? I will say yes and no, because I think that, no, they probably, Chanel's not paying for them to wear things. But I they're probably not paying for the Chanel. I would imagine that they're not paying for the Chanel yeah. and their stylists who they, I, stylists often loan. I work adjacent to luxury fashion. So style, stylists often um, reach out to press teams and be like, hey, we're shooting XYZ, can we borrow XYZ? So I wonder if they have like a show, like um, deal. show deal that, or their yeah. stylist is really close with someone who works in corporate. But I would also be like surprised if it was just a no and they all just- Just pay for when, it. Once you get, but it's also like once you get rich and money, it's like you go, you what we see on Housewives, they like flock to labels. So yeah. they'll wear like a whole Louis Vuitton suit. It's so and crazy. It's, yeah. So yeah, I agree. Anywho. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, I do want to get a couple thoughts though about Drag Race because please, we are on please. the heels of the finale of probably the best season that's like ever, ever. happened since All Stars Two. Uh, I mean, it's everything. Quick thoughts: Who you think is gonna win? What are you loving? Who are you loving? Uh, all the stuff. I mean, for uh, we are. I I am Raja is my son. I love her. I so adore much. Raja. I adore she Raja. Is, I've said this here on the, yeah, she's amazing. And she is like a very, like I almost get emotional talking about her sometimes because she was so formative as like a young, like not out queer child. Like I watched Drag Race season three live when I was like figuring out who I was. And like, there's something about her boldness and also recognizing her from America's Next Top Model and like Mm -hmm. being able to like know who she was. It's just like, she is everything and she seeing her back on TV, it just it makes me emotional sometimes watching her runways. I mean, it, I just love her so much. So I've said I said this, and I really stand by it. I think that the format of Drag Race should be the following for the rest of time, and it should have been this always. Yeah. Is every single season of Drag Race, every single episode of Drag Race, I think the runway should happen, mm-hmm. and then. Raja should then walk down the runway showing what the <laughs> correct look was. Like, this is what the theme's correct that look was. That is so accurate. And then, like, everyone is judged accordingly. Like, this is, it's like, okay, she's cool. The, Everyone's attempted the theme. Here is the correct answer. She's it the is curve. Raja's interpretation. She, yeah, like, she's, she's the, the curve. Cr- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so unbelievable to watch every single time. I'm obsessed with her. I love her. I adore Raja to the end. Um, and I do think that she was, she's the most, she has the strongest argument this season of like was robbed. I think she should have won the, like she has the most challenges. I think she should have won that she did not. Like I definitely think she could have won Snatch Game. Snatch Game was a big one. And there's, I'm like having a hard time remembering other ones that I feel like she could have won, but there's been multiple times where it's like, it's like she was really good in the challenge. The design and challenge. Like, the, the gold, just, the, the gold oh outfit. She didn't win even, like, get into, Yeah, it's just like those. And then, but there's also so many times where she was like, I feel like because like the season is so good, it's so strong that it really kind of like feels a lot of the time like they sort of get to just kind of like edit towards production for like who they want to win. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That week yeah. to like keep the show interesting. But I'm like, I'm sorry. Like if everyone did roughly similarly well, 
plus the runway Raja then wins. Do you know what I mean? Like her runways are just always (laughs) that good. So that's one of my thoughts. I do think we are skewing a little, like, like I think Jinx is going to win on Friday. Absolutely. And I find that boring. Like I do, like I just think it's like, because what I, I love Jinx. I like adore Jinx. Jinx is infinitely more talented than me. And like, and like, she's so specific. Like I, like I very much am aware of like, who am I to say And she is genius. She really is is genius. genius. Yeah. I do sometimes get a little frustrated. Like the, the most recent Jinx lip sync to that Ava Max song. And she won. So I actually can't talk about it like too too much because I will like get upset. But like she looks like Wednesday Adams and she won. I have like hated fewer things as much like that I hated that. (laughs) And I do think it's like a little bit. It's the sort of thing where I get a little frustrated. Where I do think there's a little bit of a double standard when you're a comedy queen where you're allowed to be completely inflexible and unwilling to do things you're not good at and when you are like incredible at other things on the show you do have to be forced and will get eliminated or will get docked for not being able flexible to do like Hmm. comedy whatever do you and i think that that, that's a really really good point frustrating to watch like and so sometimes i'm like i do think it's just like what do you value like jinx is so amazing as this one specific thing and can put on an amazing one person show but like can jinx go and like do like, could Jinx, like, Ernest do my head and my heart, like, a slay sexy number? No. And can Shay go and be really, really funny and also do that? Yes. So it's, like, it's obviously, it's, like, artist objective. Yes. It's, like, you what are you it. valuing more? Like, versatility or, like, incredible skills in, like, this one specific thing? That being said, so I do think objectively, I think the show has made it very clear that they want Jinx to win. I think the other cast members have made it very clear on Twitter that even more than we saw, they want Jinx to win. Yeah. And... I would hope that Monet wins. Personally, Me I think too. it's Monet's season you. to win. I, agree. I do really believe that. And I think we have, I'm going to say 3% chance she wins. Like, interesting. I think- but the, see, but the where I disagree with you, though, is like the four, I mean, granted, these songs could literally be like. Oh my God, no, wait, she- this is what literally I was saying. I was texting me, I was like cry laughing. I was like, this is the most fun game. It's like, guess the four, the four lip sync songs <laughs> they are choosing to set up for Jinx. And it was, I was like, it's, <laughs> wait, what did I say? Because it was going to be, I was like, my guess is like, not to like toot my own horn, but I like did make myself laugh. <laughs> where I was like, I was like, hold on, let, let me look it up. I was like, oh, I said this, These, the, I was like, these are the four lip sync songs. It's going to be Rain on My Parade, Funny Girl, Popular by Wicked, Love is a Battlefield, Pat Benatar, and Nothing Compares to You, Sinead O'Connor. Like, it's not going to be like a single, like, it's- I, or, or like in another, or another like lip sync dialogue and it's like full on like, don't fuck with me fellas. Like- yeah, that, oh, a hundred percent. And I just was yeah. like, but yeah, like that will be, I will be, I'll say this. If on Friday they feel like authentically just like fun drag race pop songs that they pick, or not even pop songs, but just like the kind of like general nebulous yes, category that is yes. like drag race songs, if they pick four of those songs and Jinx earnestly wins that lip sync, I will be happy. If one of them is like a funny girl fucking song, I will be <laughs> I pissed. No, Do you I know what I mean? I like I'll be like this completely. Sucks. So yeah. like I don't want I don't want to get robbed of a fi- like a finale and where I have to watch like Shay do that because they're setting yeah. up. Like, I don't get to watch, like, a Shay finale lip sync because they're setting up Jinx for her fucking shit. I just, I, what I get in feeling this season, I understand Jinx is incredibly talented. I also could do nothing she does. I, like, but what you're saying about versatility is so spot on because I think that Monet has all of it. I think she's fucking hilarious. She can turn looks. She's just an incredible um mc she 
is everything. She's like my favorite drag too. Like I mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's hilarious and like. And then she does this full opera aria and like blows yes, everyone's socks. And she so has like, like the... talents aside from just turning looks and being funny. So I, I think like you're saying, this season is hers to win, especially like kind of the roller coaster of that she's gone through. I feel like she, in the beginning, was high, and then kind of like there was a couple forgotten episodes and yeah. kind of things. I think it's perfect for her to win i don't think she will win just because yeah i feel like i just don't think that's what they've set the show up to be mm-hmm. and then like but i and like i think the general like you can look at the twitter votes like people want jinx to win and like jinx yeah. has the votes i'm like at peace with it trust me there are mm-hmm. drag race seasons that i have been much more upset about and Same. i <sighs> i almost we almost <laughs> lost me on the series recently and i'll say that um <laughs> i'll say that um, <laughs> I truly was like I might stop watching this whole franchise. I was so upset. Uh, no, I gotta, I, I'm like I'm trying to think of. There's so many winners these days. Like yeah. it's like a season. There's ever. one winner. Okay. No, no, I know. But I, are you thinking of like the most current reigning? It is not an American franchise. It is not the. It is not the main franchise that I am talking about. I understand. Okay. I have so. I'm a big I, Monique Hart fan. I'll say that. I I understand. <laughs> I think put what that I, winner on that, an all winner season. That, well, that, said, that season was trash. I genuinely think that for the next all winner season, they should do the Raven gag again with that winner and be like, "You're not get Monique, out of here." Yeah, not and and then bring Monique in because that I would love that. She's also a star. Evie, I'm having. I've been pleasant. I, pleasantly surprised with Evie. I loved her on that season, and I was very glad she won. But I am seeing that. She's like proven herself to be like, no, I deserved that win. Look how excellent I am. Hundred percent. I really adore the whole cast. I don't dislike a single member of this Same. cast. I would have been happy with any version of the top four. And like, I would prefer. I was really sad. I would have preferred Jada in the top four to Trinity. Just personally, I think Trinity mm-hmm. is so good at Drag Race. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I think Trinity every time she's on the show is just like undeniably very good at the show. Um, but like, I love Jada and think she's so funny and so special and like really and just entertaining. And I would have loved her in the top four, but it's fine. I hope Jada gets, um, the second, the, like, she already done has hers as 50 grand, whatever yeah. the thing is. <laughs> um, like, I'm excited to watch that. I love this format. I do think it shows that like, we can have like a more positive drag race. that doesn't have to be filled with like such negativity. Like the fandom has done. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know that I fully agree with like all seasons going to a non-elimination format. I think that like having main stage, main like drag race traditional keep eliminations, I think we're fine with that. Like I don't think we this, need. Yeah, I think this works in an all star yeah. format because all stars you also know, so you want to watch them the whole season. Yeah, like, I would even specifically say an all winter season. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, I, yeah. But I, but I do think I do think there could be a, a version of it that exists on another All Star season. Maybe like they change. Maybe there's like a you have to make it past a certain point, and then its rules go back or things. Something, that could be something fun. like that. I think would be fun. My biggest concern about the show is like it gets so big, and these queens are just emptying their pockets trying to like. I mean, for this All Winter season, they have so much clothing alone before they're like asking people for help for writing music like getting at it asking comedians for jokes for our yeah. world like there's just so much prep that goes into it that like 
people like poor Derek Barry, who like went home first on what was season, season five of All Stars, which I would have loved to have seen Derek Barry last a little bit longer because yeah. I think Derek is funny and a good performer. But like <laughs> Derek provided this whole has this whole package of like looks and Britney shit, I'm sure, and gets yeah. kicked out, and that's like what's that's like. Thirty, forty thousand dollars, just like or more down the drain. Yeah, I have heard that, and like, granted, I don't know this for sure, but I've heard through like the channels that I think starting with maybe like All Stars Five or like maybe it was like UK versus the World or something, there is like a stipend now. Like there is Good. some money happening. I don't think it's Good. like nearly covering all of it, but I think like there yeah. is like a stipend moment happening, and I think there definitely was for all winners. I don't know for sure. Um, I don't like work in production. I will say this. I think I'm ready for a new all-stars format for like traditional all-stars. I've never fully loved the lip sync assassin moment. It's not my favorite. No, Um, I like the first version. I don't, I like the, I I like the two winners and then they pick. I'm okay with that. So I I was until. I was until. I was until UK versus the world because I think that format show, like it ruined the season. Like, did. I'm sorry, like I, it's insane. Like it became a show, like I was like, I've talked about this so much with my friends, but it's like, it's, it is so insane to make the version of the show that has your best drag queens on it be the one where the game is played by social strategy and not drag. Like mm-hmm. right. the best drag is not who wins. Like it's not blue, blue one because she played the game well, not because she did the best drag, like objectively. Right. And that's right. like really crazy to do for the people who you have as the best drag queens. Like I just wanted to see more Pangina. Like it's not even about me being like, I'm like, I love her and I'm mad for her. It's like, I just want to watch her drag more than I want to watch this other person's drag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I was yeah. like, by the end of that season, I was like, I love Mo and I'm exhausted by this. Like, I just want to watch like, the queens who I loved do good drag and this sucks. So I'm afraid that, I'm afraid that if they brought that format back, it would happen again, where it's like the most strategic drag queens would win, not the best drag queens. And the thing that's different about like Big Brother or Survivor when it makes those comparisons, it's like, well that, I'm here, I love both of those shows, I watch them, I love competition, but like, those shows they're not coming with artistry or exactly it's about the game performance quality it's about the game itself so like when they're the number one thing when you go to to drag race is that you're presenting your artistry who you who this character is you've you've crafted and perfected and we should be respecting that and honoring that and not like kicking people out because uh, game i totally agree with you because pangina was amazing on uk versus the world and it it is it is crazy what happened there and and people are like does not deserve a win it's just like and people like you can't be mad at blue because like she played the game and i'm like sure i can be mad though that i'm getting robbed of seeing this other art the artistry like you said like i was watching this person do like amazing artistry on tv and now i don't get to watch it because this other person wanted to win a game show and i get it like i can't be mad at her granted she's not playing for money so it's like i can be kind of mad at her like she's fucking up the show and it's not even for money it's for like right right it's for a crown that i think most people are kind of like did you win um i'm being so mean but it's just like i was just like mad yeah i just like it sucks that we didn't get to see that drag queen and i also will say like it was also uk versus the world was just the peak of like toxic fandom where it was like every single week the elimination was so upsetting and then the first it felt like the first thing the eliminated queen had to do was make a post about how you couldn't be mad at the person who eliminated them because they were like getting death threats and i was like 
this is this sucks like, like what are we they, doing they immediately yeah, have the to be fuck? like they have, yeah. like it's just like every week it was like the one of my favorite queens would get eliminated and then they'd have to be like no don't be mad they're my best friend and i'm like this is annoying like i don't think anyone should ever be getting a death threat or a threat of violence or really any like threat of harassment like in their personal life because of drag race but i right. do sometimes think like it's like you're not allowed to say a single ne negative thing and i do think like if you're signing up to be on a tv show like people are allowed to be like i'm really upset like i'm really upset with blue hydrangea for eliminating uh pangina do you know what I, mean? like, I think you are completely within your rights to say that and to say that someone's not is like kind of annoying where it's like are you allowed to watch this show and get upset about it like if not then why are we making it like compelling and upsetting do you know what i mean mm -hmm. right like, right so it's just like a very weird place where the fandom's at where it's like i just it sucks that people can't know where the line is of like you can piss and moan about how you're mad that like this person's still on and this person isn't but just don't threaten violence against them like they don't deserve no. violence they do no. like do you know what i mean like i think like similarly it's like i think that we can all say that diabetti was like unbelievably annoying on her season and really like <laughs> yeah like unbelievably one of the most annoying people to ever be on drag race so insufferable so insufferable to watch she's the, like she insufferable deserve... musical theater girl that like you yeah we've all and met. it's like it's like does she deserve violence no, no. does she deserve no. does she deserve hatred no but like if you say that i'm not allowed to say she's so fucking annoying on that show no i am like i am allowed to say that do you know what i yeah. mean and it just sucks that the show is at a place where it feels like every time you look online about the show it's been so toxic so that's why all all winners has been so nice is like yeah. there's yeah. no reason for that hate because there's no reason to be mad because everyone's still there i think that like we can all be really mad that like raja's getting robbed of her wins but it's not like no one's like death threatening Shea Coulee because like she won over Rod. Do you know what I mean? It's like that we're not yeah. like right. there. And I think like, I just wish that the fandom was always at this level when there were still eliminations and when there was still a little bit more of a cutthroat energy, but the fandom yeah. just like loses their minds, loses their think, minds. But but don't you think, I, I, I'm hopeful that this is a little bit of a reset for the, for the show, just in a way of like, I think at the other side of this, everyone is going to be so just reinvigorated by the, the artistry and I the hope. talent and that like I, I i'm hopeful that at least at least leaves drag race because we'll have a break before we get u.s drag race back again i'm hopeful that it leaves a little positivity on everything because it really has been such a jolt like a jolt of like energy in my I'm life 100 it's been so joyful and you can tell that i mean i know there's some drama on the side but you can tell that they're having fun and the judges are having fun like they it just seems there's such a good energy there that 100%. Yeah, I, I and I have been out of drag not physically, of course, out of drag race, <laughs> out of drag race, out of drag race a little bit because it's been so tough to watch. I just get really and part of it is the fandom of it all, but this season I'm having such a blast. Yeah. Well, Jake, thank you so much. This has been great. This we really was like deep cathartic on all of it. This was really cathartic for me. I'm really glad we did this. I know. I feel like I exercised your like reality demons. I know. Please, yeah, we really did. It felt good. It felt really we'll good. We'll tell we'll, we'll tell everyone where they can follow you, listen to you, watch you, all that stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Jake W Cornell. Um, and then come see me. I have when I'm not like obviously I'm away for the next month. So if you're in Scotland, come see me at Edinburgh Fringe with Marsha Belsky at Man and Woman at Assembly. Um, and when I'm back in New York, I have my show Gorge Night, which happens every month every other month at union hall uh depending on my schedule and yeah if you follow me on instagram i post all my other shows whenever i have stuff going on amazing yeah, yeah. Well, well thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being here this was the best thank you guys
That was so fun. Oh my god, it was such a. I, we never talk about Drag Race on the show because it is. We're not selling Sunset, honestly. Either selling Sunset is um, falls under the dumpster dive category. Drag Race does not. It is <laughs> the no, opposite we, know, of dumpster. So we, we floated around talking about it, but like the problem is, it's like it's just. One, it's not our space to talk about it. I mean, of course, today we're having flippant, fun conversations yeah. about, like, just, like, loving the art of drag. But, like, and in terms of, like, looking at looks and, like, being, like, what was this? Tudor boot. It's, like, I, who are we to say anything? Okay, Which, I just, to break it down, I'm in a vintage tennis t-shirt from a U.S. Open that is raggedy. And um, I have sweat shorts on so i am right. not in a position to critique to be like, people's right to be drag. like the cap sleeves could go <laughs> <laughs> but wait speaking of that though something i we we had to let jay go because he was he had a little bit of a time crunch so but there is something i wanted to tell you about yes. though because speaking of critiques they cut it out but in episode three of all stars um michelle had comments for raja's gold look mm-hmm. like like critiques for it and Raja, <laughs> Raja goes, I'm just going to stop you because in the end, what do you know about drag? You're just RuPaul's best friend. <laughs> My mouth and, like, is a jar. flipped the fuck out on her. Who did? Raja Michelle? flipped the fuck out. No, Michelle was like, okay, I'm not. Michelle That's was apologetic. Incredible. And then, And then Raja, I guess, like backstage was like flipping out and untucked, but they like didn't show any of it. They cut it all out. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I would have loved. I don't know why they cut it out. It's hilarious. Are you kidding me? Who cares? Also, everybody thinks also, it. It's so true. It's literally true. <laughs> Michelle Visage knows fucking nothing. It's not like they made like alleged claims about RuPaul doing shady shit behind the scenes. It's no. like it's like yeah, Michelle Visage just literally her best friend brought her to the top. Work. I mean, she is also she did also grow up with um, J Lo and Leah Remini, but. And also was in a girl group that I don't really know about, but. Okay. Honestly, that's hilarious. That makes me yeah. love her even more. And I, I didn't even know I, I could so love her much. more. Wait, and then we haven't checked in with, do you have any quick housewife stakes? We haven't talked about housewives in a minute. Um, Not really. I like Beverly Hills is kind of the most dramatic for me right now. Oh, did you I, watch Atlanta? Yes. I think no, but not not Sundays when we're oh. recording this. Oh no! But oh, the, well, the, I, the past week was very dramatic. yeah, like the Marlo Kenya drama. I have seen people be like, Marlo is Kenya's like best. Um, what do you how do you say enemy? I guess because like uh-huh. Marlo doesn't back down, and I find it hilarious, but also kind of sad. So I am struggling with Atlanta a little bit. Well, I agree, and then also I don't know if you. Uh, you definitely probably didn't see this, but because I'm just on my phone more than you, but um, Candy does her like YouTube shows. And I guess that they Bravo weirdly didn't air all of, and I don't know if this was Ken, I don't know if Kenya asked them not to air this because it was inappropriate or I I don't know what happened, but they were like going back and forth and Marlo's making this huge deal about how Kenya brought in Marlo's, um, uh, nephews into the conversation it was like well you left your nephews or whatever you know how that comment has been that was in the episode yeah yeah well apparently that was after marlo said all this disgusting shit about brooklyn not being kenya's 
real daughter and like all this cr- oh, and this God. is all alleged but like all this really mean shit and and then marlo has been on a press tour saying saying that brooklyn is not her kid it's disgusting i'm like marlo you she get goes that so you low, are though she no but y- but kenya my thing with kenya the kenya goes low but kenya only goes low when you bring her down there and like i don't if she think- has facts Right, but I don't think she goes, and I'm sure someone's gonna send me something like this. Is not what this she went low here, and I, I I don't care. I'm probably wrong, but but I just mean like she's often going low because like people are going low around her. Like Nini was bringing often was going low into her marriage and shit like that, yeah. and which had issues. But like I I don't think that Kenya would necessarily go there. I don't know if I believe that I, I, that's true, but I, I think the nephew comment was clearly something else happened, and it and we've since learned it did. I mean, there was a combating back and forth about kids, which kids should just never be in the picture. Never. So Kenya should have been the bigger person and never said anything. But except if you're Brooks Marks and you choose to be on the TV show, then right, like Brooklyn <laughs> is not no. Brooklyn is a fucking child. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but I am still loving Atlanta. I mean. This trip was a mess, and them, and Kenya at that fucking Trump supporters like. Okay, I've been seeing those memes go around of like the Trump supporters and like, but also memes go around of like Marlo wearing questionable outfits. Um, Well, there was a but supposedly that might not be Marlo. Oh, it's you're fine. I can't even say that because it's like, who believes anything on the internet? Because everybody can doctor everything. So right. Um. Oh yeah. Those are my thoughts on 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 the hills that I are Beverly Jamie, and Atlanta. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis deserves a diamond. <laughs> she is the catalyst. We didn't know we needed. I think Kathy Hilton. No, is she shaking. deserves a wind chime. Is what she deserves. Yeah, she Kathy Hilton's shaking in her boots for the quirky <laughs> friend. I. I I think I'm done with Kathy. I mean, I'm over like, her. Seeing her back on, I was like. Do we need to do this again? I let's like, let's leave her at a one season wonder because I think yeah. that it was so comical and excellent that like I don't want to her to see her try to do it because no. that's what we're gonna see and we have seen it's like we don't want yeah, I don't Kyle see already her. brought up Hunky Dory when the in the first scene they were filming I'm like yeah. no why are we referencing let's, the show yeah leave it alone we have to pretend these women live in this like weird bubble where the show doesn't exist yeah. Well, something non-airing housewives. So I was on Instagram today, and I still follow Jen Shaw because I it always shocks you. <laughs> okay, but there's it. part of me that like hate follows a little bit, but yeah, she's on, she's on Instagram actively because I keep seeing her like like some of these posts that of a person I follow, and then I got in this hole of <laughs> who's the person you follow? You say that like it's like. Like uh, a, a Trump appointee or no, something. No, no, no. It's a, like a, an activist a, uh, activist oh, account. Oh, oh, got it, got um, it. And then I was going in her Instagrams, and I'm like, God forbid she archives some of these fucking posts. Like she's, oh, she's she never. Sti- she still has posts about like interviews she's done about how she's like claiming she's innocent. All this is still there. I'm like, Mama, well, friend of the you pod. Guilty. Friend of the pod, Adam up and Adam had her on his YouTube show sit down and literally said she's not guilty. That's what I was referring to, but I well, wasn't. Why didn't you call just say out. that? It, 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 it's not Adam's fault. It's no, good no, press. No. 
it is good press because he was everywhere. But um, he was on he was on GMA. Yeah. So she's doing well, I guess. She's on her phone. <laughs> Just waiting for that sentence, baby. Wait, can we also talk about the Erica getting served? I mean, praise what? God. I don't believe in her, but praise God. <laughs> what? Oh my the God. snatch the snatch of the papers that bitch is dumb erica She's an idiot that's a dumb bitch <laughs> i hate her so much she's so stupid i'm like you really don't know you, you don't know how to play the game like you say you do you act like you're this like you're this like polka player who's like been playing the game for years and like will never get caught and i'm like no you're crazy and you you you've had someone like protecting your you're crazy. You're crazy in your game, and now you're all alone, and no one's there to tell you to calm, calm the fuck down. I'm not saying that Tom was probably there reining her in, but like financially, he probably was being like, and "I'm sure Don't she had do a retain- lawyer on lawyer on retainer at the time that was telling her to shut the fuck up." Seeing the anger and sadness in her face when <laughs> when she got served at the airport, Incredible. and for Lisa Rinna to be like literally, I saw. I think Steve from Faces by Bravo like had the thing of Rena like running away at that or chasing Denise at that brunch. And that was like her running away from her when she was getting served. I mean, Rena didn't want anything to do with it. No. But then also the thing that makes me want to vom is that Rena and Erica were there with Diana. I hate them. I hate them. Oh my God. Get rid of them all. Get rid of Erica, Rena and Diana, please. It's please. a wrap. I'm down to keep Doree. She's, she's lighter, funnier, um, and keep Kyle because she's the glue in many ways and is a okay villain for us to you know lean on when we need it. But oh, I hate. I really have turned on them, and I never was team them. Yeah, I was like, did you ever even like them? No, but I used to always be like, Rin is necessary. But yeah, so that's 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 Beverly Hills. Um, there was one other thing I w- want to talk to you about, but I'm not remembering. But this was a great chat. You can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow me at Kixhamlet. That's spelled C-I-X. Yes, and then the podcast Dumpster Dive Pod. And uh, have a fabulous rest of your day. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.